You're listening to the Manning Up on Real Estate Podcast with your host, Cameron Manning. We bring you the industry experts each episode who will help you man up on your real estate career. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Manning Up on Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Cameron Manning. And again, we are bringing you those industry experts that honestly, you guys need to hear from if you guys are wanting to level up or man up on your real estate career. Today, I'm really excited. We've got somebody who I've actually been trying to get on this podcast for a couple of years, especially in the old uh, rendition of the podcast. And uh, we've got her lined up now. She is somebody who, you know, in her early days investing, her and her husband bought over 100 residential properties in in three years. So we're definitely going to dive in on that. And that's through using their joint venture strategy. They have been coaching and speaking about real estate investing all across Canada. And they've started, in my opinion, one of the largest real estate clubs on Facebook for investors. You guys are going to learn so much from this inspiring woman. Help me welcome Tiffany Young. Tiffany, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm awesome, Cam. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here. I mean, I know we talked uh, a couple of years ago in Niagara Falls about getting you on the podcast and, you know, things happened with the podcast didn't, uh, didn't pan out, but we're back now with the relaunch and I'm super excited to have you here. And uh, you and I have known each other for a number of years now through different investing platforms and, but you know, I know your story, other people know your story, but not everyone. And that's what we want to do is we want to share your story out there. And, and I think you are providing so much value to real estate investors out there in Canada. I think now's the time we got to spread that word. So thank you so much. Um, what I want to do to get started though, is I want to get to know you pre-real estate. Like what actually drove you to get into real estate investing? Cause you know, it's not something everyone just wakes up and says, I'm going to be a real estate investor. You know, there's something that spurred it on. <laughs> what was that moment? What were you doing before and let, what led you into real estate? So, you know, my, my real estate story starts with uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like so many others, where I, you know, understood the concept of it. Unfortunately, or fortunately, when I read it, I was only 17 or 18. And so for me, you know, there was a, a, a disconnect in believing that I could actually do it because I felt my age and, and experience, et cetera, would hold me back. So I held myself back for a few years yet before getting into it. Um, but what spurred, you know, the further kind of story was just need, you know, my husband was out working a carpet cleaning truck with chemicals on his feet all day long. And, Oof. you know, like it just, it was just, need i i did not want to continue to have the same problems that we had um all along right right and what led you into discovering real estate things i know you read the book rich dad poor dad but once you guys finally made that decision you're like we're we need something new what was the catalyst that you know propelled you especially like i said you bought a hundred properties in three years what was that catalyst that really forced you into it well um little deep for like first question but let me tell you um we ended up um having and some of you may have heard the story already so i apologize in, in advance but we ended up having a family that lived down in uh, the us and they had no health insurance and so though we had been dabbling in real estate and though we had been interested in it and <clears throat> excuse me we're taking some you know training and learning about it what actually like made us fly and go headstrong into it was the fact that um you know we had a bit of a health scare down there and insurance health insurance as you know is a major issue and uh we were looking at for about a week there facing you know we may not have the money to do what we need to be able to do right. and pay for 
Yeah. And that was the scariest thing in the whole wide world. And so from then on, I remember saying to myself, I will never, ever, ever, ever be in this position again. And so we changed things. Love that. I mean, sometimes, you know, I, I hear a lot of people talk about the why and people always choose the why as to why they get into real estate. But sometimes it's that wall when you're finally backed up against a wall that you realize the, there's other ways to do things out there. And that's when things really propel you forward. And I think that's a, that's a strong wall. If you're in that position where you are trying to help and you there, you don't know what to do, you search out the answers. Now, when you got yeah. started, uh, you know, again, we talked about it at the beginning, hundred residential properties in three years is an incredible feat. And I know you guys specialized with joint ventures. And I know that's what you also, you do a lot of coaching, you do a lot of teaching on the joint venture aspect. So I want to understand how you learned about that system and started implementing it. What was your strategy behind that to be able to build such a large portfolio? Well, I mean, we had heard about, about joint ventures and, you know, basically someone else is going to give you the money, you're going to put in the work and you're going to partner together on these properties. Um, we knew we had the drive, we knew we had the desire and the abilities and, you know, we, we knew we could figure out whatever needed to be figured out. Um, but we didn't know like where to find these people, these supposed people that lived out there somewhere that were actually going to give me their money. Yeah. These people <laughs> are just sitting on hundreds of thousands of dollars waiting to be put somewhere supposedly right mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. heard that they existed but i i was like all right show me where these people are so you know so that was kind of the drive behind um like going down that path and figuring it out and just asking all those questions and taking every seminar that we could and reading every book that we could and just kind of saying like okay great i understand the concept i get the knowledge i understand it cerebrally now i actually need to be able to put it into place so what's my next step my first step and and no one could tell us that first step. So we just had to kind of crawl around and figure it out ourselves. So once we did, we kind of systemized it and formatted it into something that's easy to follow. Awesome. Take us through that first one then, like, cause obviously, you know, we always say in the industry, like your first one's always going to be your hardest. Cause you know, you've got the butterflies, you don't really know what you're doing. Will these people actually like make a return? So take us through, what was the emotion? How did you guys structure that first one that obviously once you got that first one, that's when you start getting the ball rolling. Right. So take us through all that process. Okay. Well, the first one was a brutal one, truthfully. Um, <laughs> I, was I, feel, I feel like that's a common thing. I mean, I know that was my <laughs> first property too. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, so for us, we didn't have the money to do anything on our own from the beginning. So my, my thought was I really wanted to like spend the mistakes, use up my mistakes on my own money before using someone else's money. And so I wanted to find a way to do it myself, but you know, it was 16 months into the progress of me, like really delving into real estate. And we still hadn't been able to do anything because I was so determined to use my own money. Finally, I got over that hurdle in needing to make mistakes on my own money and finally decided to use other people's money. So that was our first property was actually a joint venture property. Awesome. Awesome. And so what was the type of property that you guys were targeting then? <laughs> I mean, I know you guys, you're from Alberta, you're from Edmonton area. Um, did you guys focus on the Edmonton area? Like where, where did you guys start with your investing? Yeah, so we, we followed Don Campbell when he mm -hmm. said, you know, number one, Edmonton was the number one place at the time. So, um, you know, we just found a cash flowing property. That was all that, you know, we, we found a cash flowing property was our number one thing. We wanted some cash flow. Um, we happened with this one to be able to negotiate a VTB, which we didn't even know what a VTB was, <laughs> really. Those, We'd heard of those, it. For those listening, VTB is a vendor take back mortgage. So definitely go and Google that or reach out and let us know if you're interested in learning more for sure. 
Yeah. And I know you even negotiated some of these BTBs mm-hmm. for some of your clients. Yep. Um, so, you know, when we didn't know how to do it, it was a, you know, it seemed like a big thing for us, but we had been able to negotiate basically that the sellers of this house would hold back a few thousand dollars. So we didn't have to put quite as much money down. And so, um, yeah, so that was the property. We took it out to real estate events and started kind of touting it as, hey, we want to buy this property. We need a partner that has money. And my very first time touting it, I went out to Toronto, went up to the mic at this organization that used to let you pitch deals. And I said, you know, I have, a, and I was so nervous and I had a property and I'm looking down at my notes and, and I said, I have a property that, you know, is in the best place in Canada to invest. And the speaker and the host of the place cut me off and said, wow, probably not the best way to start when you're on the other side of the country in a totally different city. Oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I was just like already shaking like a leaf and that just totally threw me. Anyways, did my little 30 second pitch thing. I uh, thought I flopped it, you know, went back to my hotel that night, almost in tears walking through the lobby. Um, checked my email in the lobby because at the time there was no, you know, smartphones and had an email, someone saying, hey, heard your thing tonight kind of interested and that made it all better and they actually ended up being the ones that did eventually invest in it well that's excellent I mean yeah I always find there's a little bit of a dichotomy when you're a west coast or you know prairie person going out to Toronto they always feel especially in Toronto sorry people from Toronto listening but it's true everyone thinks that the world revolves around Toronto right and there's definitely some amazing opportunities in Toronto we've had a lot of people from Toronto on this podcast Um, But yeah, no, it's definitely when you're going to another area and, you know, we're hearing from the West Coast that Edmonton at the time was, you know, number one, they're probably being told something different. Toronto's always number one, right? So yeah, it's, it's, you know, (laughs) it's interesting, but you know, hey, at at the end of the day, though, the big thing is you went out and took action. I think that's what a lot of people are missing when it comes to real estate investing, especially when they don't have the capital is the action part of it. And if you, if you don't have the capital, you need to put yourself out there. You need to talk to people yeah. and, and you did just that. And from there, you got that first property done and then you started systemizing how you guys were doing it and then started building this portfolio. Now it's been many years since then, you've got a great portfolio now, but you're also now starting to educate and teach people not just on the joint ventures, but real estate in general. Um, I've seen you on many different stages. We've been at many different events together. So mm-hmm. how did that spur around where suddenly you're like, you know what? We have something here and we want to teach it. I got asked that this morning on a call too. And uh, it, it pretty much came from the fact that, you know, for a while there, for probably the better part of a year, I was spending so much time doing lunches and dinners and, you know, just people saying, can I pick your brain? Can I take you for coffee? And I was like, of course, like to be a newbie of course you know I'll help you but it really became practically a part-time job for me it was a lot of time yeah so I started taking on some coaching clients but I could only do three a year and that just wasn't enough there's you know a waiting list and anyways we ended up fast forwarding into I got some coaching on how to do group coaching without because <laughs> I felt that it was it was going to like fail people. I wanted that one-on-one touch. Little did I know that the group and community around you is so powerful. It was way better than I could do on my own. Um, So yeah, we just kind of decided, you know what, if we're going to help more people without giving up more of our time, we better learn how to do this in a systemized way. 
Absolutely. And it goes back to that word that you said from the very beginning, you systemized your joint venture program. So now you're starting to systemize how you're handling people who have questions. And hundred percent, I, I totally understand that aspect where suddenly you start building some traction and everyone, it's always, can I take you out for lunch? Can I pick your brain? And when you're a yeah. busy person, you're running your real estate business, you're doing whatever else you're doing out there. Plus you want to have a life, you know, you yeah. definitely have to find those ways that can leverage those opportunities where you can still provide the value if that's what people are wanting. But at the same time, you get some of your life back. Absolutely. Um, yeah. so, you know, and I've, I've well, seen you... that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, I've seen that. So I've seen the growth from what you guys have been putting together, whether, you know, you guys started with the investor on fire and started working with people. Uh, I know Corey had gotten his license at one point and you were guys were running a real estate team and then you guys been on stage and growing. So there's been some exponential growth, but the key thing that you said as well is that you got a coach to help you with the coaching as well. So it just goes to show that, you know, there's always opportunities to grow and expand in any kind of business. And I think that's one thing as well. A lot of people are scared of is the cost of a coach. So maybe if you can kind of talk about that, like what, what's, what do you think about coaching and why is it important for people to be, if they're going to be successful, why do they need coaching? Well, I can, I can, again, this morning we had the same conversation. I can give you the (laughs) example. It's kind of funny. Um, it's there was one this one couple that had asked us about a our opinion on a certain place and um you know they were they were going to take our coaching and they didn't and that was fine and we still helped them you know with our opinion and what they should do and it was a great place and you know we yeah it was great however um you know we saw them a couple years later at an event and we were just kind of catching up and i said so did you buy that place oh yeah we you know we put ninety thousand dollars into a basement suite blah 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 blah. we did this and And i'm thinking to myself as i'm going i'm like is this the same property isn't this the property that you know you had already there was a suite in it already they're like yeah that's the one i'm like in this road and this place and whatever and they're like yeah yeah and i'm like but you were grandfathered in with that because at the time there was a grandfathering in process where they didn't have to do the second hvac they didn't have to do second entrance they didn't all that and so they were like there was there is so anyways eventually it came down to if we had been able to you know be involved on a weekly basis with with them hands-on coaching um we would have saved them they would have been able to do a thirty thousand dollar renovation instead of a sixty thousand dollar renovation and still been legal so what do i think of coaching (laughs) i think that i could tell you a million stories like that from our clients but i also have those stories the things that the coaches have taught me that I've saved myself. So is it expensive? Yes. Has it always paid off in my case? hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you definitely got to know what you're getting with the coaching and you got to do your due diligence on the coach for sure. There are a lot of people who are out there who are offering coaching programs and maybe they shouldn't be the right person offering it. Right. But at the same time, once you've done your due diligence and you realize that this coach is the legit the uh, legit person that's going to help you guys grow. Again, it might not be about the making the money, but hey, saving sixty thousand dollars. What would what would hurt the coaching program at the time for her then be for them? What, a couple thousand bucks? Um, it probably would have been around five ish mark. Five five thousand dollars. So essentially, their net would have been about fifty five thousand dollars saved on that investment. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but that's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> that's huge. So one hundred percent. We're, we're big fans of coaching as well, um, you know, with our team as well as I know you are well aware of, and it, it's paid dividends. And I think that if you're going to get into real estate investing, there's so much education out there online, but that's fine. That gets you only so far, but having that coach that you can spitball ideas with and will help guide you 
is going to net you a much larger return in the long run. And uh, so I guys, make sure you guys are looking into that. Honestly, if you're listening to this and you've been leery about it, just shoot us a DM and we'll put you in touch with some amazing coaches, just like, uh, like Tiffany here. And you actually are running a massive, massive program right now that a lot of my clients have actually taken. Like, honestly, I've sent a lot of my clients uh, to this group. Um, firstly, it's an online community that you guys have on Facebook. It's a pretty open community. You, you, a lot of people can join it. So I want you to kind of take us through what is fearless and then kind of expand into the more deeper coaching program that you have with Ignited and what people are doing and learning from that. Um, okay, so Fearless Real Estate Investors is a group on Facebook, and its its initial concept was just basically because we were being DM'd constantly, and again, as we talked about, and as you know, Cam, as a busy investor and realtor and every, you know, entrepreneur, you have to guard your time, mm-hmm. and so we set up, um, we were getting DM'd constantly in Facebook, and quite honestly, it stressed me out beyond words, because if I couldn't answer people in a timely fashion, I just, I wanted to put my head in the sand and never come out. (laughs) (laughs) So we created this Facebook group basically to say, hey, listen, if you have questions, just put it in the group. We'll answer it. Other people answer it. At least it's a group learning thing. Other people can learn from other people's questions. Mm -hmm. That morphed into um, 6,000 people now in that group. Um, They're all investors. We check every single profile. We do not let them in. We have very strict rules and we have uh, four people moderating it every day, all day. So it's, it's no spam, no, you know, none of that kind of stuff. Um, So it's just an education forum. We have a property management expert that goes live every Thursday. We have a mind power expert, Melanie Robinson, one of your clients, someone that you sent to us who just love. Yep. And she just loves you. Um, and she does, so the mind power part, like the mindset kind of stuff that you have to wrap your head around as an investor. Um, and then we do tactical Tuesdays. Every Tuesday, we just do pre-content out there about any topic um, specific to investors that's happening at the time. So it's just, it's a free group. Anyone can join um, as long as you're giving and not just taking. hundred <laughs> percent. No, I love it. And uh, for those listening as well, we did have Melanie Robinson on this podcast. We did a series at the beginning of the pandemic called the Corona Chronicles. So she was on one of our guests. And again, we had her on because of that mindset thing. We were all going through some crazy situation with the pandemic that we didn't know was going to happen. And that's why we wanted to bring an expert like Melanie on with the mindset to make sure that we're keeping our mindset, you know, in the right place as we're going through, because nobody knew what was going to happen in the early days. This is like, I brought her on, I think in like April or May, when we were still in the thick of staying at home, we were, you know, not working, not going out for restaurants, anything like that. Times have definitely changed. And, you know, things have really gone crazy in in the real estate markets and things like that. Um, But the fearless group, you know, it's something that obviously I put Melanie in touch with. um, And I've seen the exponential growth with Melanie. I remember at the time, and I hope she's okay with me telling the story, but I'm going to tell it anyways. I think she's talked about it in the past. At the time, she'll be, <laughs> she'll be totally fine. At the time, uh, Melanie had said to me that she didn't know what she was going to do. We had done maybe eight or nine flips at this point together. And she was just, it was churning. We were, we're doing great. We're making good profit for her. We we're churning each point. At one point, we would have three on the go. So we'd have one on the market. We'd be renovating one and we'd be buying the next one, right? So it, again, it was becoming systemized. And it was in a yeah. hot market in 2016, 17 and into 18. And after the market slowed down and we weren't doing as many flips because we were being cautious with the market, she says, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing real estate. I don't really see the value. She's like, I see the money, but I don't see the value. And for someone like Melanie, it's, it's, she needs to see that she's providing value to people. So I said, listen, you know, she started going into all these different coaching programs. And I said, Hey, 
my good friend, Tiffany, she's got a program going out. I, I want you to go check it out. So she becomes a member. She starts diving deep into it. And what she realized, especially with raising capital, is that she's actually able to impact people's lives through joint ventures. It's not just about the money she was earning, you know, to get from people right. to buy more properties for herself. She now was able to put that in a, uh, a capacity that says, I'm actually helping these people with their wealth or their families or whatever they're looking for the JV with. And so I now she's at what, like 20 doors or something this year? Like she's absolutely killed it this year. I think, I think it's closer to 50. Now. Oh, it's a 50 now? Jeez, <laughs> yeah. okay, last time I talked to her, it was like, yeah, okay. So she's going crazy out there. Um, yeah. And, and a but, big big part of that's because of Fearless. Well, and thank you. Thank you for trusting us with your beloved Melanie, because we love her too. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's that's one thing that was one of those kind of mindset shifts that when I first started joint mentoring, I felt extremely uncomfortable asking for money. I felt like I was, you know, asking for a favor and begging and just, you know, whatever, just being being the loser that had no money <laughs> but um you know the beauty of what we came around to and what we share with people is that what what ended up happening is that we were able to help a lot of people to mm-hmm. create their retirements um you know change their future pay for their kids educations um help their parents in those you know retirement homes you know all those things that we hope to be able to do but maybe had no actual plan for doing it yeah. we were able to help our joint venture partners to do those things. And so, you know, 10 years in when we started paying out a lot of the partners and hearing how we had changed their lives, that was life-changing for me. Now I have no problem saying to people, Hey, give me your money. Yeah. I'm going to make it grow for you rather than, exactly. um, do you think you could, are you interested? Would you be interested? Do you think, or, you know, it's a totally different mindset Absolutely. when you can go in helping. Absolutely. And I love that it's framed that way too, because I think that is the biggest fear that most people have with raising capital is that they do feel like they're looking for a handout, right? Um, you know, I, my, my first deals, I was 21. So, I mean, I, I didn't have money, <laughs> let's be honest. Right? And I just, I just finished begging my parents. So I guess my first JV was begging my parents to help put me through the rich dad education program. Cause at the time that was the big one. Right. And I think that was like $37,000 because I wanted to go for the big package. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but it, it's your parents. Right. But after that, they're like, yeah. Hey, we're tapped out because we put that money into your education. So same thing. I had to learn how to start raising capital. And my first, um, my first partner was uh, one of my supervisors at the pool that I worked at, you know, and see, yeah, they're everywhere. hundred percent. But let me ask you, how did you find, how did, how did you end up partnering with them? Like, how did that go from being your boss to being your partner? So, you know, because I was taking all the real estate courses, I wouldn't shut up about it in the office. Right. So, right. you know, I'd be talking about it. I'd be like, Oh, I'm looking at this property owned. And after three or four months, they ended up doing a flip in Edmonton. And it did not go as they planned, you know, they, cause they didn't know what they're doing. Right. They had cost yeah. overruns. It took way too long. And I think they net just broke even on it. Right. But because I kept talking about all the education I was taking, they said, Hey, we have the money now unlocked from this property. We want to put it somewhere. Let us know. And uh, so we ended up doing a rent to own deal um, because I was, <laughs> I was focusing on rent to own at the time. And we bought a property. We, they put up the capital. We both went on the mortgage and set up the deal. And three years later, the tenant buyer bought us out. We cashed out, did very, very well on it. So amazing. See, okay. So Cam, now when we talk about it, like that's step number one in finding a joint venture is planting those seeds. Cause there are 100%. all these people are around you, but sometimes we just, we were shy about it. Or maybe we've been naysayed about real estate. So we don't talk about it or whatever, yeah. or we feel like we're begging, but by just doing exactly what you did, um, exactly what we did, but we didn't realize it. It's like that step number yep. one is you just plant these little seeds without being annoying, but you plant these little seeds all over the place. 
And you are going to find people that are curious and want to know more. And it's those people that become your partners. 100%. And the, the biggest realization too, for me early on, and I'm sure it was the same thing with you, is everyone I think thinks that you do need the people with the big money, right? The doctors, the lawyers, the accountants. And yes, those guys can make great JV partners as well because they do make good money. They have the ability to qualify for mortgages. But it's also, like I said, mine was my supervisor at the pool and her husband who was in yep. construction. Um, they were able to pull the, the down payment off a line of credit because they've owned their home for several years and they had the money built up. Um, you know, we've had, I've had a joint venture partner who is just really busy in the film industry. And I'm sure you've had tons of different joint ventures with your regular jobs that most people wouldn't even think about as a JV partner, right? Absolutely. And you know what our first, that first couple that invested in that very first property, um, we were 24, I think and 25 and they were 26 and 27. So here we were looking around for like 50 year old, 60 year olds, you know, <laughs> they were our age, you know, so People ask us, what does a joint venture partner look like? Well, you know, what's the demographic of it? There, there really isn't one. They can come from anywhere. In fact, one, I'll just tell you another quick story. A waitress, we had um, someone in our boot camp. We were telling them, you know, plant seeds. Or no, it wasn't. It was actually pre-boot camp. But plant seeds, plant seeds, plant seeds. They were talking about it um, at a restaurant. The waitress overheard. Started asking questions. At the end, she came over to them and said, hey, I just got an inheritance. I've got, I think it was three hundred dollars or $500,000. I don't know what to do with it. I need help. And so they got a partner through, you know, a waitress and yeah. like, you, you never know where things are going to come from. So keep those seeds planted. You know, I love that you said that too, because we've had, uh, I've been talking with another agent out here who's very heavy in the investing and especially out here in Vancouver, where the inheritances, if someone's owned a house, it's going to be a million dollar inheritance, right? Um, right. So we always have the conversation. If someone came to us and said, I've got a million dollar inheritance, where should I put my money? right? That's what we got to think about as investors. What can we do to help this person? You can obviously benefit as their partner, but what are we going to do to help this person invest their money, their inheritance properly? Because as you and I know, most people out there, if they get an inheritance of a million bucks, it's buying the trucks and the toys and everything like that. But if they come to you and they say, I want to help, I want to grow this, you need to be ready to say, hey, I've got the opportunities to show you to help how to do that. And that goes whether you're yeah. an agent, whether you're an investor yourself, if you're out there, be prepared to be, a, I don't want to say a financial advisor, but essentially in a lot of ways, you become someone who helps build someone's finances in a lot of ways. Well, and I mean, it's a it's a beautiful thing to be able to have that knowledge and power. I mean, I, I love, you know, whatever, things about health and, and organic stuff and whatever. I love being the go-to person for my friends and family if they need an herbal remedy or whatever. <laughs> That's amazing to me. Yeah. But equally amazing is being able to you know, empower that kind of conversation. And that's, you know, that's a great thing to be an expert in. I totally agree. And uh, again, just going back to Fearless and Ignited, I want to talk a little bit about the Ignited program, because I think that that's where I've seen my clients really excel. Being part of Fearless is amazing. But again, it goes back to the coaching. You need to put up a little bit of money to really dive deep into this. So what what take us through what ignited truly is like from you know i know you can't give away all the secrets of it i recommend you guys go and buy the program join it but tell us what <laughs> ignited is and why it's important for investors to take that next step if they want to level up and grow so so ignited is is just a hands-on coaching program so we're pretty high touch um and i think that's the difference you know there's lots of um like content we've got lots of online content and we could you know tout hours and hours of learning and 
you know, but really the difference is, is that when you hit those roadblocks, you actually have access to real life people that can help you work through them. Yeah. Um, and within Ignited, we do like a weekly um, call where we're just laser focused on issues, obstacles, problems. You know, how do we approach this motivated vendor? How do we structure this deal? How do we analyze this property? Is this a good one, a bad one? I'm looking at this market. Is that good? You know, that sort of thing. Um, but you know, then there's the whole community around you that is, you know, supportive of, you know, contacts or financing each other's deals, you know, like just, yeah, I, yeah. I just don't even know where to begin. It's just like <laughs> the most amazing little community that you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I will definitely vouch for that as a fearless member myself. And, uh, you know, we do some work with your team and things like that. Every time I get tagged, I'm like, Hey, here, I'm going to do what I can to answer the questions and, and help these investors out, right? Because, uh, you know, the one thing I realize is that, you know, this is an ever-changing, ever-evolving industry. And as investors, we can help each other stay forefront to what's changing and how to adapt to it, whether it's market shifts and strategies that need to change, or whether it's uh, government changes that we need to be prepared for, whether it's new taxes or different bylaw changes in cities. That's where the community comes into play because not only can we help each other raise money and do deals together, but we can also keep each other apprised on what's truly yeah. happening to protect the portfolio we've built. Because at the end of the day, building the portfolio was one thing but then we need to protect mm -hmm. it and we need to make sure that it thrives, right? Absolutely. And, and I always say getting into real estate is the easy part. It's the, it's the staying in, that's the hard part. And that's where you need a team. Like, and that, you know, like with, you know, that's why we're, we'll scream it from the rooftops to send people to you guys, because we know that they're getting quality service, quality help, quality coaching. They can call you and, you know, if there's an issue or a problem, you're going to deal with it. And that's really important. Like if you don't have a good team, you're not going to be around long. So no matter how well you do initially, um, you're not going to be around long. So having that team around you is, is uh, so, so important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's always one of the fundamental things that's always taught, whether I was learning at the Rich Dad program or I'm sure you teaching it, you need to surround yourself with the investor-focused team. Because if you don't have an investor-focused realtor, property manager, um, you know, accountant, lawyers, that, you know, if you're doing it on your own and you're just picking random people, you're not going to get the best advice and you're likely going to be doing a one and done, maybe a two and done if you're lucky. And then you're going to say, ah, oh, that real estate thing didn't work for me. You know that you're not going to get rich doing that. I got burnt doing it. And everyone's got some friends, uncles, wife's cousin that got burnt by real estate. Right. So. Absolutely. And, and the sad part about that is that it's really time in real estate that really creates um, you know, you've heard us probably rant about this before we call it like the cash flow to wealth program. It's just, you know, you, you've got cash flow and that's great and that's awesome. But really it's wealth that you're looking for. And that's only going to come when your mortgages are being paid down after years and years of your tenants paying them for you. Rents have now gone up, markets have, you know, balanced all those things, but that takes time. And so if you come into real estate, you spend a couple of years in it, you know, you sell, you get a little chunk of change, maybe you pay for a uh, holiday, whatever, that you're still working your nine to five, you're still, mm -hmm. you know, trapped in your pension that didn't exist or whatever it might be. So yeah. it's time in the market that really matters. And that's where your team comes in. Absolutely. Because, you know, if we really think about it from that, that perspective, you know, especially in markets like where I am, we have a very strong market, but we don't have strong cash flow. Right. You know, we are, right. you know, and, and clients will come and say, I want to retire off my cash flow. I'm like, how much do you need? 
10 grand a month. I'm like, okay, we're looking at a thousand proper, uh, 10,000 properties then to get you to that point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because, right. you know, you're going to either be break even on your cash flow or, or we do find cash flow deals. You know that we find it all the time, yep. but it's mm -hmm. going to be $100, $200. Right. Yeah. You know, you go to markets like uh, in Edmonton. Yeah. You might find the thousand dollar a month cash flow, but still, you know, they're different. They're different styles. Right. But how many of those thousand dollar properties do you need to replace? That's 10 properties. So, you know, at yeah. what point are you running out of qualifying? So I always say it's the same thing. You know, it's, it's a, it's a get wealth, get wealthy, slow, you know, mm -hmm. thing, unless you're a super active investor out there, which a lot of people are, and there are a lot of people doing it, but for the average person, you're buying it for that long-term portfolio, right? You're buying it for that 20 year Hopefully. retirement plan, right? For sure. And I mean, if you, if you go into your market and you try to time your market or you come into, <laughs> you know, our market, you need to try to time our market with oil being a commodity based, you know, market, you're, you're not going to be you know, winning every single time. So, yeah. you know, is it good to have that diversity and have like some markets, like our market is flat. Edmonton's been flat for years now. We haven't gained. However, it's paying us every month. So that's okay. We don't care about the price because it's paying us every month. Whereas you guys, you guys are like, you know, you buy a place and six months later, you can refinance it. And you know, yeah, you're like freedom 55 in, in six months. So, you yeah. know, there's, there's <laughs> good and bad to all markets, but it's that balance that you want to have so that you can, you know, last in all of those ups and downs. Totally. And I like that you said about the diversification, because I do find that some people put all their eggs in one market basket, right? So <laughs> I think it is healthy to go and invest in. So I, I say there's two types of markets. There's appreciation markets like Vancouver is, right? And then there's cash flow yeah. markets that Alberta is. Cash flow, it's because again, it's not, it's flat, but you're getting the better cash flow. So if you're wanting to have that cash flow, that's going to come in to help support your monthly lifestyle, Go and invest a little bit in Alberta, buy a couple of properties that have, you know, some good net cash flow coming in, but then make sure you put your, some of your eggs in an appreciation basket. Cause that's the long-term wealth too. Right. So, cause in BC, you're going to get limited cash flow, but you're getting the mortgage pay down. And, you know, again, if it's averaging about 10% increase per year, that's where you're going to build some long-term wealth. So between the two of them, you've got one funding lifestyle today and one funding lifestyle tomorrow. You're, you're equally diversified at that point. Yeah. And I mean, look at your clients that we, you know, they're Ignited's now probably because you sent them to us, um, but they're, you know, they've been your clients, flip clients. And I mean, the things that they can do and the product that they can push out and the numbers that they can gain there are just yeah. unreal. Like we could never come close to that. Yeah. So yeah, there's beauty in every market. There's niches in every market. You just have to have the people. Again, yep. that's why we send people to you that that know, okay, look, you're not gonna you're not gonna get that return here. You gotta look over here and yep. guide you because you can't be an expert in everything. You need someone else that's gonna help you figure these things out. 100%, 100%. I, yeah, I again, totally agree with that. And uh, I think you guys have done a phenomenal job with building that aspect because, you know, I've seen so many of those programs that just push one, one, one market. And, and again, if we make sure that we're diversifying it and showing people the opportunities, they can have opportunities everywhere. Um, and, and one big thing I always like to say, and it's, you know, it doesn't rain true for everyone. Some people have had uh, experience elsewhere, but I would say, if you can start in your backyard, right? That way you can touch, feel, go and see your property very, very easily. So for my clients, obviously I'm saying, let's go buy in the Fraser Valley. It's an hour drive yeah. max. You've got the capital. Let's do it. You're not going to be getting rich off this property monthly, but you'll get rich off of it later. Once you've got this property locked down, you've got the management aspect kind of dialed in. 
that's when you can start expanding into other markets, right? Going to, to I see a lot of people going out to East Coast right now. Um, going into property is like in Alberta. Um, but again, being in your backyard, at least for your first investment or two, gives you the ability to be more hands-on. And I think every investor should be like that just to really truly understand the inner workings, right? Yeah, they end up they end up learning faster, better. They can be actually even more compassionate to property managers, that sort of thing. But <laughs> yeah. and what we've seen in in your case, for example, you know, clients can go into your market. You'll you'll take them out. They'll buy a property within a year. They can refinance it. They pull money out. They can buy a cash flowing property in Alberta yeah. from the property that they had bought in the Fraser Valley with you. So you know that that jump over it pays. You know now it's two for one because yeah. the one down payment provided for both of those purchases and that diversity. So Absolutely. yeah, for sure, so many things. So, so many, many things many you can options. do. Re Honestly, yeah. that's the one thing about real estate is that there's just so much opportunity in it, especially here in Canada. You know, um, so again, tapping into the right people who are going to show you that. And that it's a, not a one size fits all, right? Everyone's everyone's individual situation is different. And, and again, going back to the coaching aspect, that's where having a coach is going to help you to identify what's your niche strategy that's going to get you to point A to point B that you want to go, right? Um, and for some of our clients, it's flips. Some of our clients is just buying rental properties. Some of it's a pre-construct, whatever the case might be. You know, having, yeah. that, uh, having that coach who understands and can help you mold your plan like you guys do is what's going to help you guys be beneficial uh, benefited in the long run for sure well yeah. thanks cam i didn't realize you were such a fan oh of course i am you should know that by now <laughs> <laughs> well, i think Again, it's neutral, so. <laughs> yeah and you know i i really love these conversations too because the, the goal here is i hope you guys listening are going to get motivated and inspired today go and check out the fearless page go join that if you guys are looking for a community that you guys want to tap into but more most importantly just know that you know you and i started in a lot of the same ways right we started with joint ventures because we didn't have the capital so if you guys are listening especially like I love inspiring the young people. If you're in your twenties, yeah. I was 21 guys. If you were in your twenties, there's nothing stopping you from getting in the market. Just your mind. Yes. It's, it's, we are, you know, we hear that we're biggest enemy, blah, 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 blah. No, but we, we really are because now, so I'm only 44, but I look back at 21 year olds. And if I saw a kid like you at 21, who's just on fire with like wanting to do this and this and go, go, go. I would have been like, heck yeah, I'm all in because I know you're going to go somewhere. And I can see that as a 44 year old at 21. I thought I'm just useless. As a 44 year old, I see fire and drive and ambition and time and energy. And I'm like, heck yeah, I'm going to just invest in that because I don't have that anymore like I used to. So yeah. yeah. Love, it. Love awesome. it. Well, again, I, I do appreciate you coming on the podcast. I appreciate your time because I know you are busy out there. Um, so I want to kind of start wrapping up. There's one thing that I like to do with all of my guests and I, I'm pretty sure I probably know the book that you're going to recommend, but I always ask for a book recommendation. What's the one book that you would recommend to somebody that if they're listening to this podcast and they want to start taking action out there, what would you say that they should pick up and read as that one book to get them inspired? Yeah, I mean, I can't say anything but Rich Dad for that just because it's changed so many lives, including yeah. my own. Um, for sure, Rich Dad for that, yeah. Yeah, you know, you guys have probably heard it. I've had some great book recommendations, but that's the one that comes up the most. So if you Is haven't it? already read it and you've been listening to this podcast now since, you know, the summer, you should know that it's time to pick up that book and listen to it, listen to it or read it, whatever the case might be. I'm a big fan of Audible, as you guys know, this is not sponsored, but, uh, you know, go out there and start looking at properties, do some drive-bys, look at things, listen to the book while you're doing it, right? 100%. I 
I'm a big fan of it too. Even if I'm not for sure paying attention, hundred percent attention. I feel like my mind absorbs even when I don't even realize it's absorbing and yeah, yeah why not? Absolutely. Well, Tiffany, again, I appreciate you so much spending your time with me here this afternoon and, and talking with our audience here. Uh, again, guys, go check out the best way that they can access you is through the fearless page. So that's facebook.com slash fearless, I guess, or I think it's com slash groups slash fearless investors. There we go. Okay. So go and check it out. I'm also going to put a link in the description guys below. So after you're done listening it, you can go click that link, go join the fearless page and, uh, and start building up your, uh, your portfolio and start building your real estate adventure. So Tiffany, thank you so much again. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Anytime.